Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It is Monday, December 3. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Japheth de Oliveira. And uh, let's pray for today. Uh, Heavenly Father, just uh, Lord, it's just wonderful to be able to call your name, wonderful to be able to pause, wonderful to be able to reflect on who you are. And I ask God as we read this passage uh, and reflect on it again, we ask for your spirit to lead us with fresh insight. To, uh, to give us new understanding, to give us application, to call us to a new place that we may indeed uh, overflow with joy and that we may give all of ourselves to you and, uh, and enjoy the, the reality of that in our communities and our lives with family and friends. We ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Okay, Ephesians 4, 1 through 16 in the house. New Living Translation. In the house, okay. Mm. <laughs> Unity in the body. All right. Therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to leave a life worthy of your calling. Lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one Spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all, in all, and living through all. However, he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. That is why the scriptures say, When he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to his people. Notice that it says he ascended. This clearly means that Christ also descended to our lowly world. And the same one who descended is the one who ascended higher than all the heavens, so that he might fill the entire universe with himself. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. I really like that version. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah, I thought it was really good. Uh, New Living Translation. That was great. All right, so uh, here's the question for today. Um, God calls us all to be part of the unified body with Christ as the head. We all have individual strengths and gifts. What do you believe Jesus is calling you to do? Oh, yeah, I remember this daily walk, yes. Yeah, I encourage you to read the daily walk as well and watch the videos and everything else. So God calls us to all be part of the unified body with Christ as the head, and we all have individual strengths and gifts. What do you believe Jesus is calling you to do? Why don't you talk about that? Oh, yeah, I know. I have mm. a lot to say. I'm sure you do. <laughs> well, you know, the, here's, the, here's the first thing. Um, are, we talking about, are we talking about unity within our own tribe? 
Are we talking about unity within the entire kingdom? Are we talking about unity around the entire globe? Well, what it's really talking about is what your individual strengths are and what it is that you're supposed to do. Well, I care about the entire globe as well. I know, but that's less the question. I think we'll get to that later in the week. (laughs) Question here is individual strengths and gifts. What do you believe Jesus is calling you to do? Your individual strength is misreading a question and going off on tangent. Oh, well, you know, that's a a gift. That's a a gift. It's a gift gift that I have. So, uh, yeah, I I think the way that I would phrase this question for myself is what do I need, uh, what do I need to do to keep unity? And I think what do I do to keep unity uh, is that I'd have to spend time reflecting on what is worthy to actually divide a line over and what's not worthy mm. and so i i i actually you know I, I think about all the things that um people are divided over all the time and the um the acidic relationships that people have the divides where people don't talk to each other for years i think about all the kind of pain that people are living in the 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 couples that i sit down with who need reconciliation and the gospel calls us to this place of reconciliation so i look at my church um and we're in the middle of a lot of a lot of division right now i mean it's going to social media and so there people are making videos and replying and and people are making comments and you know it's it's easy to get on both sides of that kind of stuff it's so easy times right just that i feel really happy to not be of the younger generation <laughs> i feel no I don't think need to make a video or reply to anything yeah I, well i don't know i admire I don't know. it i yeah. admire the talent i know i, know. I don't know but. if it's just the younger generation i think that mm, yeah I think there's a lot of people out there who feel really that there's a bigger issue at stake here. And it is not just about unity as much as it, and it's not about, I know some people say it's about women's ordination. What do you suppose they think they're being called to do? Well, I think it varies. uh, And that's the tension about it. I think that there is some deep stuff going on right now. And we don't want to talk about colonialism. We don't want to talk about racism. We don't want to talk about the bigotry inside the system. We don't want to talk about the injustice inside there. We don't want to talk about any of this kind of stuff. We don't want to talk about uh, the brokenness inside here. We just want to shroud it over with one single vote. And, and the difficulty is, is that um, there, are, there are lots of cases and lots of reasons to actually say, hey, let's just let this, let this ride and continue being as we are so that we can have a unified front, right? Well, what I can't understand about that, and this isn't really the question, but we might as well talk about it, is hmm. um, why we have to be unified on this one point and not on any other point. Well, it's what it's what the uh, leadership is calling us. Well, I to. know it's that's just it's and a so, curious thing. And so, it's always interesting to me to see what really riles people up. Like, well, yeah, what I agree. Rouses them to action. So why this? Well, out of all the things, because there are a lot of things you could mobilize around, but they've chosen this. Yeah, I. Agree. I don't exactly even know what that means. No, I agree, and I think that that's actually the bigger question. So here's here's what I I think happens when. When we actually are so distracted from mission, um, we when we actually don't know the reason why we exist, this is when we start to fracture. Hmm. Um, and I think that's what's going on right now. We are so distracted from what God has actually called us to that we are messing about discussing at length policy. Well, here's my sort of answer to the question. Mm. I mean, you know very well, so, as yeah. does the entire world who's ever heard me talk about this before, that I would be completely astonished if it turned out that God and or Jesus had anything in particular that either one of them wants me, Becky, to do. I don't have that feeling. I've never had that feeling, mm. which isn't to say that I don't think that there are things that I can do. I just don't know that any of them are A, of cosmic importance, or B, of, I don't know, 
that it matters particularly whether I do one thing or another, barring, you know, certain things that would be negative or destructive. But having said that, my philosophy of life, I've realized this just recently, is that I don't think about the big picture ever. And I kind of don't believe in thinking about the big picture. I believe in thinking about the little picture, the thing that you're actually doing Mm -hmm. right now and trying to do that well and trying to engage with that kind of fully and not thinking about how it, what it results in. That's actually, I mean, there's a great biblical principle inside that. It's, it's the, the, it's been referred to as the Moses principle with whatever's in your hand, the rod in your hand, you know, yeah. from Exodus, that's the staff in your hand, that's, that's what, what you, you deal have. with. And I think there is well, truth inside that. Yeah, there's kind of, you can only deal with the day that you have, you yeah. can only deal with the decision that's before you, you can only deal with the job at hand, the thing that you're actually doing. You can't deal with everything or what the end result might be which certainly contains at least one or two things that are out of your control. I was teaching at uh, Vista Ridge Academy um, for a, a, a group that Marsha pulls together, an ambassadors group, uh, fifth to eighth grade, and um, I was talking to them about leadership. And I didn't get to this part, but I'm going to do this probably next semester, uh, about tribal leadership. And, um, and I wanted to tell them, I wanted to share with them that, you know, there are like five stages of tribal leadership. And most of us as leaders, as as classic leaders, we end up staying in stages one through to two and three. But the, the leaders who get hit four and five stages, four and five in those places, those are leaders who are so focused on mission, so focused on a vision that they're not really worried about others, mm-hmm. right? They're not worried about whether you are doing this or not doing this. They're just driven by the joy of being in this place. And I tell you this, that if, if our people... We're all focused on what God has called them to do, which is something great to go proclaim the good news. We wouldn't be bickering back and forth about this and that. And I think that's what this verse, verse 3, Ephesians 4, 3 says, make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit. Yeah, binding yourselves together with peace is because you're just like focused so much on just like being a person who says, I, I don't want to get into this. I just want to focus on doing as best as I can. Yeah, I get, that, I get that. But yeah, having said that, the problem is that, that there are all these people in the world who do devote themselves to the darker side of bickering. Yeah, yeah. And if you just stick your head in the sand and kind of oh, think, no. I'm not going to pay attention to this, then they I think that's kind why of win. I think that's why where there is injustice, you have to speak up. It's sort of annoying. It would be really nice for those of us who would like to just kind of, I don't know, coexist, to be able to do that and not have to fight stuff all the time. You know, it actually makes me irritated Mm -hmm. because I think I have things, I, I believe that my life is of value, actually. I think I have things to do. That are important to me. They may not be important, like his, in a global sense, but I don't really want to have to spend my time talking about petty things or arguing about stupid stuff. Yeah, I know. I certainly don't want to have to argue about whether or not I'm inherently inferior because I'm a woman. Yeah. It's not really a good use of my time at this point. So. Well, here's the interesting thing. I mean, it, the Apostle Paul, who wrote this text, right? I mean, he says um, that we should call Jesus Lord above all, right? And if we and if we do that, what we're saying at his day was also then that Caesar was not Lord above all. It's very, very, um, very. It's not a unifying statement, all right. Mm-hmm. It is really going to create a lot of tension, and it did in Artemis and Acts. I mean, it just creates a lot of tension, just proclaiming that there is one person, God, who's Lord of above all. So I think there's something very powerful about proclaiming stuff. So the unity here is not about everybody becoming a clone. It's about us actually being unified in mission. And I think there's a, a huge difference inside that. Oh, my goodness. We're well past time. So let me repeat the question. Um, 
God calls us to all be part of a unified body with Christ as the head. We all have individual strengths and gifts. What do you believe Jesus is calling you to do? Uh, reflect on that with your friends, as I'm sure you are doing. Uh, look after each other and really live love. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.